Stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 102 and I am Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. We are back to debunk the junk. And by that junk, we mean those stories that we can tell ourselves in our various emotional states that don't do us really any good. They just make things more difficult. They cause more strife. They cause more disconnect. They cause all those things that we don't want to have happen, and then we tend to get frustrated with ourselves and those around us, those we care about, and it just makes things tougher. Tawny and I are here to suggest that there's a way out of that minefield, and it might actually be simpler than we think. So that's why we're here, and we're really excited to have you here, whether you are listening live or if you are catching this as a podcast, and remember you can get this wherever you get your podcasts, and thank you so much for finding us for subscribing, for leaving us a review, and for sharing us with your friends and family. If you'd like to connect with us in other ways, you can check out our YouTube channel at Breaking Up With Our BS, where there are video versions of all of these episodes. You can find us at our Facebook group of the same name, Breaking Up With Our BS, and connect with us there. You can also try out Tawny's six-week self-mastery course at unperfectyourself.com, where you can apply all these things that we're talking about and more to your own context and see what that does for you. And on the second Saturday of every month, Tawny and I host a free Zoom workshop where we help with the practices of getting into the body, what that all means, and answer any questions that you might have. And there is more on the way. So stay tuned for all of that. Tawny, last week we talked about nobody being a mind reader, and that was a really good thing to come back and revisit. So I'm wondering if we can, in the spirit of that, if we can revisit something again that we have talked about before. How's that sound to you? I am totally excited about that. <laughs> which is which is awesome because you don't even know what it is yet, mm -hmm. right? So I know. <laughs> so I love your openness to all of this. So uh, the what I want to revisit, and we've talked about it both explicitly and it's it's through a lot of what we talk about on breaking up with rbs i like to talk about prioritization um and in particular shifting our priorities in things now i know that's very broad uh but what i mean by that is really taking a look at things in life and deciding to prioritize things that either once we did and sort of stopped doing or maybe something new whatever that could look like. And that can look like a million and one things. But uh, the process of that, the things that get in the way of that, and what's the best way for us to frame that, I thought might be worth exploring for reasons that I'll explain here in a minute. How's that sound? That sounds fantastic. I love it. I can't wait. Okay. Well, ready? I'm going to set the stage for you. All right. So this okay. week, maybe you forgot, Tawny, but I don't think you did. This coming week is my 50th birthday. Fitty, you know, it's a big, big number, mm -hmm. big number, big number. Yes. Yeah. Big number. And, um, I'm, I'm actually excited about it. And I've, I've, I've long since, and I'm very grateful for this gotten past, um, the birthdays being a real downer for me. Uh, I hope it stays that way. I plan for it to stay that way, but I'm excited about this one. There's a part of me that feels like getting to 50 is just a real sign that, Hey, you know, 
I've been able to, at bare minimum, get past some things, <laughs> you know, and, and and do some things. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about that. And and it's not just about looking back; it's also about looking ahead. But you know, but what what's come with that is something that, uh, it's interesting looking forward and going. You know, the chances are, in the natural course of things, there are fewer years ahead than there are behind, most likely, right? So what does that mean for me? And how do I want like the next year to be? The next ten years? The you know, we call it lots of things. The next chapter, whatever. And I'm finding as I'm going through this reflection and assessment that I'm identifying some things that aren't, aren't things I really want to hold on to or there's things that I would like to reconnect with and tighten up with a little bit more as priorities. And uh, it's just an interesting place to be. Uh, some of that has come from shifting circumstances outside of my own, what I have control over. Some of it is just a sense that I've developed that like, you know, it's time for me to mm-hmm. put this away and for this to then take my priority and asking myself questions. What if I did this, this this way and did this instead? All that kind of stuff. And it's a really interesting experience to go through. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're growing. Is that what it means? <laughs> right? Like, I'm again, I'm going to go back to the plants for a second, right? Oh, yeah. Plants, you know, they're the leaves, the, the flowers, the buds, they fall off it after they flower right they shift and they change and it's all about growing and being prepared for the next season and so you're preparing and growing into the next season of your life i am i am and it's and it's interesting because my own awareness of my own my own circumstances are a big part of this right i am i am not partnered i do not have kids and so that presents some very interesting options, questions, thoughts, possibilities, which sometimes can feel like, whoa, where do I start? And other times I can feel like, wow, where do I start? <laughs> you know, it's, it's the same question, just with different types of energy to it. Um, and I think one of the things I'm noticing, at least in this current place that I'm in is, uh, I remember being in positions like this before and I was just in my head. Like, what do I do? What's the right choice? What do I do? What does this mean? What if it doesn't go right? Right now I'm not in a spot where those things are happening. And so the contrast between the two, I think is really what I'm interested in exploring a little bit, you know, because the same questions pop up for everybody. I'm not Mm -hmm. the only one. Right. But I'm noticing a Mm -hmm. much different framing for me than even I've done in the past. So what comes up for you with all that? Yeah, I guess I'm just wondering for you, what, what are some of the specific, I don't know, can you explain some of the specifics? Like if we come at life from a thinking space only, Mm -hmm. some of the, you know, thinking stuff that comes up when we're in these places and stages of our life compared to when we come at life from more of an embodied space or, uh, you know, we, we aren't, 98% 98% of the time just coming at it from a thinking space. What what are you noticing or that are sort of the differences for you? Well, you know, one of the one of the key differences is, you know, I think about entering my 50s and I really want to make sure that by as much as I can that I'm in I'm putting money away and getting it getting it built up in such a way that I can take care of myself 
as I get closer to retirement and get closer to the age where I need to do that because I do not have kids of my own. So the option that I have a lot of friends who talk about, well, you know, my kids and I have already talked about this and I'm talking about it with my own parents, you know, as they're getting older, how we'll help with that. I may not have that available. So what do I want to have available? (laughs) You know, what do I want to make sure that I'm doing? So on one hand, monetary choices, and that can be around the type of work that I do um, on the outside of all this uh, is a part of that, as is a realization that my connection with the people in my circles, my friends, my family as they exist, are really going to matter. I want to stay connected to people, right? Because, you know, that the loneliness that could come from being just on my own, no kids, that type of thing. I would like to be connected, you know, with people in all of that. And then finally, you know, what, what truly brings me satisfaction in the midst of all this? And one of the things lately that I've noticed is I'm not writing as much as I used to write. And I really enjoy writing of various kinds. And so prioritizing that again and then saying, okay, in order to do that, I need more time. So what am I going to not do as much of anymore? <laughs> what do I need mm-hmm. to, I maybe even eliminate from the things that I do. So those are some specifics. Right. So what is different for you? Like in the past, you mentioned in the past when you would just, what, what would have been different about this process? Had you just been in your head about it? I would be freaked the, you know, what out more often than not. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the big difference. Cause being in my head, it would be about how do I know this will work? What if it doesn't work? You know, any of those things that I just listed, I have been in my headspace about before and could easily do. And then what that does for me mm-hmm. and what's done in the past is that freezes me in place. The, the central nervous system freeze mode, which is kind of flight, kind of fight, depending on what it might be. And I would procrastinate, procrastinate, delay, 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 doing anything because I somehow didn't have a divining rod that said, make this choice and everything will fall into place like dominoes, right? It'll just walk down. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, mm-hmm. or at least in this, this current state I'm in, it's all, so much about possibility and there's less, much less anxiety about, about trying and making, de- trying something new and then making the decisions I need to make, you know, um, and then just taking the steps to put those things into action. Sometimes those steps can still get caught in the muck a little bit as I'm trying to decide which one to do, but it's not the kind of muck like I can't do anything because I, I don't have an answer that's 100% guaranteed to succeed out of the gate. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. So the big, huge difference between being, you know, th- that outcome focused in such a way that it needs to be, you know, this outcome as opposed to sort of possibility. Mm-hmm. So possibility being way more open than, okay, if I can't figure it out, from a thinking space or know for sure that it's going to be this particular outcome, then I don't know what to do. So I'm going to be just distracting, distracting myself and avoiding my life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, and you know what I should also say too, is once upon a time, the, the freezing in place wasn't the end necessarily. Like I could freeze in place long enough, not know what to do, but I would get so anxious about the fact that I was frozen that then for a long period of time in my life, I just numbed it all out. I went another mm-hmm. step and said, I can't even sit in the discomfort of being frozen. I am just going to distract, 
whatever I, whatever I needed to do, whatever I needed to use to numb myself out in those moments I used. And then, of course, on the other end of that, beat myself up for, you know, call myself names, being a coward, being acting against my own values and my own principles, which just shoved me down even further into Frozen. And then the cycle repeats itself. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness I'm not doing that anymore. That's a big difference. But that all starts from the headspace. I am convinced all of that starts from be, just being stuck in that thinking space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you've got no other um, information that you have access to that's coming through you and um, in, in, inside of you and connecting you to the outside world, right? So yeah, that thinking space is a very, very, very tiny, especially, especially as it pertains to the past. Mm -hmm. very tiny amount of um, information and it's not very credible anyway. So we're banking our whole life <laughs> on the trajectory of our whole life on a very tiny bit of information that's not even credible. Mm -hmm. No wonder why we're freezing and, fl and fleeing and fighting. No wonder why we're doing all of this to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I think there's also a part that, you know, I, I had to come to terms with the fact that, that um, through a combination of the consequences of those days once upon a time and my increasingly healthier choices since then, I end up having a, I have, I've ended up having a life that I have chosen that looks a, little, looks a little different than how I thought it would when I was younger, how I wanted it to look once upon a time. And I'm finding more and more comfort in the kind of the broad palette I might have in front of me because, you know, and sometimes it's intimidating, but other times it's like, wow, I literally have a lot of options, you know, and there's something mm -hmm. about that. Sometimes the, the, somebody asked me if I feel like the path I took was the path less traveled, you know, that, that saying we all say, right. That came to the fork, fork in the road in the woods. And I took the road less traveled. I used to say that I used to be like, yeah, I did. However, I think what, what it I don't know if it's less travel. What I know is the one I chose seems to be alongside the edge of a hill or a cliff where I get to see a lot from up there. And the view is pretty good. Um, sometimes it feels a little distant from where other people might be on a road below me, but I'm certainly not the only person up there, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And kind of have to be a little more comfortable with heights, I have found. And I'm, I'm a little more comfortable with those heights, if that metaphor makes sense and resonates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's always um, uh, an experience to do that kind of reflection, sort of a looking back and, and, and finding those meaningful sorts of points in our lives that, you know, maybe those forks, fork in the roads moments, mm -hmm. um, perhaps, or... Um, and just to gain understanding and insight into how that influences us now and in ways, ways we'd like it to influence us now and maybe in ways we no longer need it to. Right. Also. Right. You know, and it's, and it's funny because, mm -hmm. you know, when I, when I look back on where I was about a year ago and, you know, kind of still growing into a lot of this and making some, making my own choices and still making decisions. Um, I'm not sure to what degree I was projecting forward of where I would be right now, 
But it definitely looks different than anything I could have anticipated or expected. You know, I'm not sitting here going, well, I knew exactly this is where I was going to be. In fact, I continually keep getting surprised with the newness of something or the unique expression of something. And, And I'm happy that more often than not, I sit better with that than I used to. Not all the time but better than more, more than I used to. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even think the goal, I think we've said this before too. I don't even think the goal is to have less difficult moments. Yeah. It, it's the, the goal is just to be able to navigate life, mm-hmm. whatever it, whatever comes with a, a, a larger amount of, of joy and ease or, or calm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and which then allows for more clarity. So the clarity could be, wow, uh, life's been a lot and it's been hard and it's not been my favorite stage. And I mean, the the clarity can be like a real sense of this is hard and I can feel the discomfort on a regular basis for a little while. Like we don't need to push our way out of that necessarily because we really want to make sure that we feel into that in a way where we're clear about what's happening, not in a way where we're out of control with it, but where there's, there may, there may be a lesson there. There may be a growth point there. And if we just try to skip by it because it's uncomfortable, we're going to miss out on that, which won't benefit us. That's right. Or anyone else. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's a great, that's a great point. Uh, because the, the idea that if discomfort comes up, that's not the where place to go. And so go to the easier thing that's more comfortable. I've done that before. <laughs> that's how I ended up doing all those other things that I talked about before. Uh, it is uncomfortable. It's, it's uncomfortable because it's uncertain and there's no guarantee that, that choices that I make are going to lead to outcomes that are either what I hope for or expected or might not lead to anything. You know, it's, and I think in the end, for me, one of the things is, is getting into my body, being present. It's much, I, I enjoy the fact that I can be connected and know what's happening when I'm uncomfortable and developing more of the resilience to flow with it. I used to say sit with it, but I don't think that's exactly it. It's flowing with it, you know, and not mm-hmm. fighting against it, but also not drowning in it. You know, it's, you know, I think in mm-hmm. metaphors so often, I think about, you know, floating down a, down a river and knowing how to navigate it and, or swimming against a current. You don't swim right against it if the current is strong. You swim with it, you know, to get to where you need to go and not be overcome by it. So I know I'm getting really philosophical here. I'm trying not mm-hmm. to, but it's, it's, it keeps happening. We just let it flow, right? Right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's so true. I think clarity is really important along the way, right? So I don't think we're saying to anyone sort of like, go with the flow to the degree that you're no longer thinking for yourself. Correct. Right. We're not saying that at all. Um, but a lot, a lot of what life brings, um, we want, we want to, we want to be clear about what that really is. Mm-hmm. And that does take a bit of knowing ourselves and, um, and not that we would have to resist, but there may be, I think about what you are talking about today, JD, like reprioritizing, 
So, so life is bringing and, and you're clear because you're not distracted. You're not, um, uh, you don't have a bunch of substances on board. You're not overly tired. You're not um, frustrated and angry. You're sort of healthy enough to be able to get to clarity. And, and then there's a, a time to think about that, re, that reprioritizing or prioritizing in the first place. So to be like, okay, I'm clear about what life's bringing. How am I going to be, what do I need to be prepared for it? Or how am I going to flow with this in a way that is going to be of some kind of benefit? We want to be able to have some critical thinking here. Absolutely. While in connection with our to ourselves, while present, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and it's and that's a really good point, and that's exactly what it feels like a lot, you know. And and one of the things that that that's looked like for me is catching myself from that present place when a story comes up that tells me something isn't possible or that's not an option. It might not be, but I find that from a place of presence, I'm willing to sit with the possibility: like, is that really true or not? Or am I choosing that? Am I telling myself this story that that isn't an option? You know, I, I talk with clients and, and friends sometimes who will talk about in their own lives feeling, being envious of the, the freedom that I talked about, the freedom that I have, the choices, the possibility, and feeling more or less trapped, you know, sometimes in the choices that they've made, or if at best, maybe fewer options, as they put it, than I have. And... And the conversations, you know, when it becomes like, well, is that true? It's amazing what happens when they actually stop and go, well, okay, is that true or is that not? You know, even mm-hmm. that sitting with that. And sometimes, you know, when that happens for me, I may not be taking direct action or making a direct decision. Sometimes I might just be sitting with that open-ended question to see what comes up, right? And what becomes clear to the point when I am ready to take action or an action becomes clear of what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it doesn't come whenever we start to think about it a whole lot. Um, it arrives when it arrives. Um, and that's, that's the, that's the reason why that overthinking is doesn't do us any good because then we're making decisions perhaps or not based off of not even real stuff. Right. Right. Based off of stories um, based off of not enough information, um, based off of being distracted, like, you know, who hasn't made decisions while distracted and what usually happens to those decisions while distracted, like with that we make while we're distracted, usually we go, Oh, (laughs) I didn't notice that other thing there (laughs) that I probably needed to notice before I made this decision. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, the, the importance of the pause, you know, and, and not just a pause in the thinking, but a pause. And, you know, it, it's funny, you know, it, people just kind of throw around, like, take a deep breath. You know, we're talking about the intentional breathing into the body and going, you know what, getting connected and centered and grounded in that is, is such, such a big deal. Because from that space, that is less, much less likely to happen, right, that, that you're going to miss something because there, you for me, it, what it feels like is this okayness that allows me to be all right in the moment without having to make a rash decision or a choice or something right away. That was another thing that I could do. Is I'm, I, I'm a smart guy. I should know the answer to this right now and make, and make the decision. 
doesn't need to be that way. And that's when I notice more things and more possibility seems to come with that and more ease and acceptance of not having the answer in the moment. And I'm, I have a lot of that going on right now too. <laughs> because we can't predict the future, really, how often do we really have the answer? <laughs> if, we're ba- if we're trying to base it off of what we want for the future and we're looking for one answer, I mean, what are the odds? Right. So if if we're here right now and we're we're looking at what's coming up and feeling into what's coming up right now and we're trusting that the decision's coming mm-hmm. and and it'll be here when it gets here mm-hmm. and we've got critical thinking on board and we've got clarity around what we're really dealing with that's the part and the and that reflection is so important as a step to get clarity into what is actually happening. We want this. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds, and it leads me back to some, one of the things we mentioned last week, you know, about, about talking with the people in your life about that, you know, and, and sharing that. I had a, a really close friend the other day say something to me about, you know, um, that she would tell other people it's, you know, you don't need to worry alone, <laughs> you know, you know, and, and I, I kind of extend that out as like, you don't have to contemplate these things just by yourself. You know, there's, it, it's to be connected with oneself and talk about these things. I know for me, whether it's with you or with other people, that connective piece and that really helps in that process, even if no outcome or no decision comes out of it, just the, that part is so helpful too. We don't have to just sit and keep it all inside of us. We can connect with other people about it. And that can be a part of that flow mm-hmm. and that critical thinking and that process too. Absolutely. I think we talked about in a previous show, we sort when we talk out loud. So it is a part of the sorting process to get to clarity. So it can absolutely help to have a good listener as you're talking out loud. Yeah. Well, it's just like this has helped today. (laughs) So that's good. And we're out of time. Look at that. Um, Well, well, thanks so much for that, Tony. It did help to sort that out loud. Uh, And Mm -hmm. thank you, listener for paying attention and being with us on this episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. We will be back next week to break up to help you break up with some more BS. And until then, <laughs> I am JDK Winnegan. And I am Tawny Santabria. Take care. See everyone. you next week. See ya. How you all feel tonight? Stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit.